Welcome to season two, episode three of the Melanin Rhapsody podcast. This is Nastasha. And today I have a special guest who is also my mommy. Yes, I still say mommy at 36 years old and still will until I get older and will never stop. So mommy, introduce yourself. Hi, you can call me V, uh, but AKA Mocha. (laughs) No, she didn't. (laughs) Mocha, O-M-G, okay, Mocha, (laughs) that's different, okay, so tell the folks a little bit about yourself, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a licensed practical nurse, I've been in Dallas for about 23 years, Uh, it's a specialty field in nursing, I love what I do, but the hours, getting up at three something in the morning, I'm telling you, it's getting old. I bet. So I'll um, be looking for uh, something to do with normal hours in the near future. Definitely understand that. I don't know how you do it because I am not a morning person. And I remember when I did work like a six to three shift, I would get up at like four o'clock because I had to drop the kids off to before school care. And I was like a literal zombie every night. It was too much. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it gets to be daunting, especially um, when I have to open the clinic. I get up around 3.15. But once I get home at 4.30, I do take a nap before I do anything in the evening. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, to get started, my mom is, do you want to tell everyone how old you are? You are? I don't know if you did. Did we say? I can't remember. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm 59 years young. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have seen a lot, and I know you went to school back uh when it was still weren't you guys still kind of segregated but when you were going to school no not really um starting out with elementary i went to a mixed school there was a caucasian and black kids together uh junior high which i went to rowan in jackson mississippi we only had a handful of Caucasian students, mm-hmm. but everybody got along. I mean, I had the best time in junior high. Uh, I ended up going to Linear High School in Jackson, Mississippi, 833 for life. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a bad reputation back in the day, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was afraid to go. But once I got there, they had some of the best teachers in the state of Mississippi at Lanier High. And our principal, Mr. Buckley, you couldn't find one better than him. Oh, that's good. So I graduated in 1980, uh, got married in 83. That's when I left uh, Mississippi. Haven't lived there since 83. So I traveled over the world with my uh, Candace's father. Nastasha. We ended up... (laughs) Well, Nastasha, sorry. Nastasha, father. <laughs> we ended up in Maryland. Then we came to Virginia. So, out of all the places that you live, what city did you like that best? Or what area did you like the best? To be honest with you, it wasn't in the United States. It was over in Okinawa, Japan. Because we lived on an Air Force base, and my girls were little at the time. I could let them out in the back because we had this big old open field, and they would go out there and play. I didn't lock my doors, and when we got ready to come back to the States, I really did not want to come back to the States because I was afraid because of all the crime that you heard about. Yeah. 
And it's only gotten worse over the years. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, what is a moment in history that you will never forget when you were growing up? When I was growing up, or could it be as I've as I've gotten older? Well, anything, and I'm when I say history, I mean like something that made like national news. The first black president of the United States, Barack Obama. The night that he won, I was living in Chesapeake, Virginia. My husband and I was sitting there watching um, the TV, and I just broke down crying because I thought about my mom. I was like, she would have been so happy had she been here to see that. Yeah. Definitely would have. Goodness. So kind of to go back to high school, middle school... What uh-huh. what were you like when you were in middle school and high school? How were you as a student? What did you like doing? What would your friends um, have said about you? I've always been kind of a loner. I had, you know, I had a small group of friends because I really don't tend to get into big crowds like that. But in middle school, I played in the band since. The- you know, in elementary, from sixth grade, um, I played clarinet. So I was closer to some of the girls in the band. But that was one of the high most, uh being in the band. I played first chair at Rowan. Uh, I also took French. I was really very good at French. I was an AB student in um, middle school. High school, I also played in the band. I was first chair at Lanier. Um, and I did musical theater there. We will ha- we had this thing called Playhouse at Lanier, and each class will each year each class will put on a play. And I remember my junior year, our class won Playhouse three of the year without I, it was Annie Get Your Gun. Oh, nice! So <laughs> Throwing I, it way back. Yeah, I played one of the wagon wheel women, and we dressed up. You know with the old style clothes and stuff that someone made for us. And that was really fun. Yeah. It's funny that you say you're a loner because I consider myself a loner too, but I know you say that I have a lot of friends with, which I do have a lot of friends, but I'm only like to be, I only like to be around my certain friend group. And I've always been like that. That's me too, because I just find that, Sometimes when you involve with a bigger crowd of females, it tends to be trouble. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes instead of lifting each other up, we want to try to tear each other down. And I just don't have time for that. Drama. So I have my selected group of friends, especially my friends from, what, 40 years ago that I'm still real tight with. And a few people that I've met since I've become older. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like you. I cherish friendship, especially those who I have been friends with since I was younger. I have one friend that I've been friends with since I was nine. So we're looking at what? Almost 25 years of friendship? Mm-hmm. Around that? Yeah, I'm horrible at math, those y'all. Those are very rare. They are. But I try to hold those, those close. So... Hopefully it continues, and I I know it's going to be a lifetime. And I know you and your friend that I've also known for since or since I was born that um, she's going to be around for a lifetime too. Oh yeah. How do you think this generation coming up compares to yours? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I sit back and I think about that a lot. This generation, the kids these days act like we owe them something. Mm-hmm. Go back, go into a little more in depth with that. This generation, the kids, some of the kids act like you owe them something. Mm-hmm. So instead of them wanting to work for it, they think that they should just get whatever they ask for. Hand it on a silver platter. Huh? Hand it to them on a silver platter, basically. Yes, because when I was growing up, it was five of us. 
My mom did the best that she could. We were lucky if we got one new pair of shoes for school and maybe two outfits at the most. Because mm-hmm. you had to just recycle your clothes. Yep. So that means that when you're good, you wore your good clothes to school, you came home, you put on something that was old that you can go outside and, and get, you know, play in or get messed up with, you know, um, get dirty and didn't have to worry about it. But your good stuff, you took it off as soon as you got home from school. Yeah. Yep. And I just think that kids need to be taught that they should earn the things that they want and not just give it to them. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I think that's where I get it. I have that old school parenting method with mine. I mean, I they get a lot of stuff, but you know I'm cheap, Mom. <laughs> and I'm frugal, too. And I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> I don't like spending money. I'm always trying to find ways to save a buck or heck, I'll do stuff on my own, DIY, my hair, all that good stuff, nails. Now, you're very good with that. You should have your own event planning business. (laughs) I don't like spending money. Not when I can do it myself. So, I get it. Um, Do you think this generation is... Like, as far as, like, the behavior when it comes to children is worse or better? Oh, my Lord, it's worse. <laughs> because don't you know, when I was in school, the principal was able to spank you if you went to the office. They had a paddle. <laughs> and I remember I talked back to the teacher. I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I got sent to the office and I got three licks. And after I got them three licks, I never did that again until I got to high school. I bet you didn't. And I got put out the class. And I and this was when I was in twelfth grade, about to graduate. <laughs> the teacher uh, tried to embarrass me in front of the class, and it I cannot think of his name, but one of his eyes went one way, and the other one went the other way, and I called him a cockeyed something. <laughs> I forgot what it was. But I got sent to the office and my mom had to come and bring me back to the school. So when I came home with the letter, she was like, I cannot believe you. <laughs> you don't wait until you're about to graduate and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because I was quiet in school. I just, I did my work. You know, I talked when my friends talked to me. But other than that, I wasn't a troublemaker. Yeah, I was the same way. <laughs> so let me ask you this because daddy would tell me a story about the paddle back then that it had like a little hole in it or something so when it would smack your booty it would like suck in your booty cheek (laughs) is that true I don't remember that one I remember (laughs) this one looking like a cutting board that had a handle on it yeah and it would stick oh gosh and so the punishment was always three licks well, I guess it just depends on what you did, but I remember the three that I got. Mm. Couldn't be me. If they allowed that in the school system, now I will be tearing some butts up because some <laughs> of these kids need it. Disrespectful, always fighting, be cursing like they're sell- sellier, like sellers. I'm like, what in the world is wrong with these kids? And do you know, Kenneth, I mean, uh, Nastasha growing up on my in the court that I live and also was a court on the other behind us mm-hmm. everybody knew everybody the parents knew all the kids and it was like a village yeah you know the majority of the people in those courts they helped each other out you don't see that really anymore used to come to my house to eat my mom always cooked and a lot of the kids used to hang out at our house yeah same way with you and your sister growing up Everybody was at our house. Yeah, they were. (laughs) They were. (laughs) Uh, We were like the little personalities of the uh, neighborhood, even though, like I said, I've always been quiet, but people seem to flock to me. I don't know why. Not sure why. Maybe it's because I I listen without judgment. People have always told me that I'm a good listener. So maybe that's Uh why they're drawn to me. I don't know. 
I've been told I'm nurturing too, so. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think is the hardest thing about raising children? Uh, you want to make sure that you get it right. Um, you want to give your children the tools to grow up to be successful and caring people. You want them to um, be successful in life because you try to give your kids everything necessary for them to succeed, but they have their own mind. You can try to tell them what's right, but they're going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I just think my my wish for my kids and my grandchildren, I just want them to be successful uh, and to have a good life. Yeah. Do you think it's right when people blame parents, blame the parents when the child or whatever acts out? Or does whatever. What if you're the best parent in the world. And like you say. You give your child everything. But they're still. They still become a criminal. Or they still do something terrible. I don't think it's right to blame the parent. Because. I don't think so either. The kid. The, everybody has a conscious choice. Nastasha. Yeah. And you know right from wrong. Yeah you do. But some people. Gonna do. Even though they know that they're doing the wrong thing. They do it anyway. Yeah. And I was... So you, you, you have a mind. You do. And I mean, sometimes your mind don't think the way that my mind thinks, but you know right from wrong. Yeah. And I also was going to say that now sometimes in certain situations, your environment does have an impact on how you might turn out later on. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, like say you have a, um abusive parents or parents that have drug addiction or alcoholism or whatever, then sometimes but, those kids do grow up messed up, but you can go get help and want better for yourself than what you grew up in. Because I've seen that happen yes, too. And I was going to speak to that because there are some kids, even though they're from alcoholic homes, they're from abusive homes, they... they make sure that they don't want to grow up like that because they never take they never touch a drink and i'm pretty sure that if they had that tendency to want to hit somebody they'll walk away before they do that Mm-hmm. yeah i agree why do you think there are so many men and women out there that have children and don't do right by them I think for some of our black men, or I'm just going to say maybe men in general, mm-hmm. they don't have, especially if there's not a, if they didn't grow up with a dad, they don't know how to be a dad. Yeah. They don't have a male figure that, uh, that can kind of help shake them mm-hmm. and teach them what it is to, uh, to own your responsibility, to take care of your responsibility. Um, as for the females, mm-hmm. how can I say this? Do you think they just want to sit there and live their lives without any um, responsibilities? Basically. Okay, what part did you uh, then hear? I said, do you, what do you think about these females? That's having kids? Yeah, and... And uh, don't do right by their children? Yeah, do you think they're just running away from their responsibilities? They just want to run the streets or what? Some They haven't grown up. Yeah. Especially when they have the kids when they teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then when the babies come and they want to be the children's friend instead of the parent. Yeah. They haven't grown up. They didn't get to live their life to uh, get that out of their system. 
Yeah. I but my thing is when you decide to bring that child into that to the world, then you need to be able to step up and be that mother and stop trying to be the friend. Yeah. Because you're supposed to set an example for your children. You are. You're right. And we actually had a conversation about this in our previous podcast episode. And I talked about how so many women are too busy, like you said, trying to be the friend instead of the parent. And I said, yes, my girls, I want them to know that I'm their friend. They can talk to me about anything. But at the end of the day, they know that I'm the mom and that there's rules and that there's consequences. And they already know. My babies know. And I'm not saying they're angels because everyone has... um, their flaws and faults, <laughs> but they know not to try me, and they know that I'm not gonna sit and act like I'm their little homies or whatever. No, so yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh. Do you think that becoming a grandparent is different than being a parent? <laughs> Can you hear me? Do you think that becoming a grandparent is different than being a parent? Yes. Because when you become a grandparent, you can get the baby anytime you want and take it home anytime you want. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're a parent, (laughs) your kids are with you 24-7 most of the time. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Why is it that you let the grandbabies get away with murder, <laughs> but uh, wouldn't let us do that? <laughs> well, not get away with murder, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, here, have all of this. Oh, you can do this. I'm like, wait a minute. That one fly when I was little. <laughs> the grandkids, I don't know. It's something special about them grandkids. <laughs> Whatever. And, and my, my little great grandbaby Layla. <laughs> Let them get away with everything. Here, want some all these snacks? Oh, yeah, here, Grandma's baby. Yeah. Uh huh. They know. They know Grandma rottens them. Yep, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Something special about me. <laughs> I cannot. Then I'm switch it up a little bit. Okay. Do you think that money can buy happiness? No. Yeah. Happiness starts within. Yeah. Money. Um. How should I put this? Having money. Put it like this. I I might not have all the money that I want, but I have what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as buying happiness, no, because that's all within the person. Oh yeah, you have to you have to be happy with yourself. You always have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. Yeah. That self-love is definitely real and needed. Uh, We had a conversation at my job last week with the students about if you, the same question, if you had all the money in the world to buy whatever you wanted, would you be happy? Would you be super happy? And all the students said no, because you could have, like you said, all the money in the world and still be miserable. Look at all those celebrities that are rich and have either drug addictions or they die by suicide or overdosing. They're miserable. All that fame, mind, all that money. Peace of mind and health, health and peace of mind is everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. Money's nice, like I say, at the end of the day, but... It's not nice if you're not mentally uh there. Yeah. Mm-mm. Happiness starts within. It definitely does. What do you think was the greatest invention that was ever made? The greatest invention? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Uh, I'm saying airplane. <laughs> yeah. Because when you don't want to drive, Ugh. especially when I do that 10 hour drive to Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, I can book a flight, even though, you know, it would be more expensive. I get there in three hours instead of driving 10. And that's a good way to put it. Uh, ooh. I'm up here asking you that question. And what I don't do even think? know. Ooh. I don't know. I don't honestly don't. I can't think of anything right now. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many great inventions out there. <laughs> yeah, really. And plus I was thinking too, you know, being in the dialysis field, just think about it. If, if they want to develop the artificial kidney in the machine to filter the blood, mm-hmm. there would be more, more people would die. Uh, from being, you know, having kidney disease, yeah. Instead of being able to go on dialysis, yeah. I do feel like like the medical stuff has definitely oh, been yeah. great. Oh yeah, really has. Now let me ask you this: When you were growing up, did you always want to do something in the medical field? I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. My goal was to go to USC in Southern California. And I was going to be a pediatrician. But um, towards uh, graduation, I had taken the test for the Navy. I was going to go into the military. I was going on the buddy system with my good friend, D, And uh, I, I backed out. But she went on. Mm-hmm. And she retired a chief. Mm-hmm. I don't regret my decision. I just wasn't ready to leave home at the time. Yeah. But you did end up leaving home not too much later. But I did. Yeah, I did end up leaving three years later. Yeah. Yeah. When I married your dad. Yeah. I had thought about joining the Navy too. I even had a recruiter and stuff. But I was too busy running behind my girl's daddy at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Too busy running behind him. So, yeah, that didn't happen. But I look back and I'm like, dang, I could have retired in two more years. Yep, you sure could have. Uh, like, I don't regret it or anything, but it definitely, I definitely was, has been on my, have been on my mind off and on. And I could have had that G guy bill. Because, I mean, the, the reason. The reason that I changed my mind too, I wasn't ready to leave home, but I didn't drive um, till I was like I was a late bloomer driving mm-hmm. because I was scared to death to drive. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, what if they ask me, you know, <laughs> to do something and I can't drive? And then Denise was like, girl, do you know how many guys would have jumped at the chance to teach you to drive? Yeah. And so I didn't think about that, but I don't regret how my life turned out. Yeah. I had a pretty, you know, it was a pretty, uh, pretty good life because we got to travel the world. And I mean, I think that's where I got my taste for uh, traveling. Yeah. Because we did a vacation. You know, every year we went on two vacations. Okay. So I think that's why I like to do vacations a lot. Yeah. That's definitely something I'm trying to get into more. But, you know, I never wanted to leave the girls. So I'm just now getting into that mindset because they're older and I feel more comfortable. I still cry. I cried like, what, was that last summer or the summer before we took them for a week? (laughs) (laughs) I cried. (laughs) I stood in the doorway looking and then I went upstairs and cried after y'all pulled off. Look, let me tell y'all this. When Jay was about, how old was she? Not even a few months old. They went to Bush Gardens and they left her with me. <laughs> Nastasha called me every hour checking on that baby. <laughs> so the last time she called me, I was like, look, your baby is fine. <laughs> Don't call me again. <laughs> Like she doesn't know how to take care of baby. I'm just real particular about my children. Like, I don't, like, I never trust anybody with them. I mean, of course I trust my mom, but 
other than that and like certain family members growing up they were not with anybody <laughs> they were always with me <laughs> so it wasn't that i didn't think you were capable of keeping her i was just that new mommy fear i don't know I'm a, i was a helicopter mom kind of yeah you still there uh-huh okay so next what was your or who were your favorite music artists growing up earth wind and fire uh that was my favorite band i love me some chocolate uh i like prince and my family used to listen to a lot of blues so like johnny taylor bb king um they, uh, Clarence Carter, stuff like that. Mm, okay. Old school, soul. Oh, yeah. That was the best music. It was. That 90s R&B was the best music. 90s R&B is my favorite. I don't know what this new mess is. I mean, there's some good artists out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing. But yes, 90s forever. 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Do you believe that everyone has a soulmate out there? <laughs> um, there's someone for it for every. There's someone. Everybody has someone for them. But I guess finding the right one, you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah, and that's why I always say don't settle for the first thing that come along. Um, I know this is my second marriage, and I was by myself for five years. So when I was looking, well, I was gonna say looking when I was dating. Uh, I asked God specifically for I let God know what I really wanted in a man. Mm -hmm. and he sent that to me so you know if you pray about it you have to tell him specifically what you want and then you just sit back and wait yeah I mean I dated but I'm telling you I dated some <laughs> I, I, I guess I had like we'll deal with losers across my forehead yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how I feel. But uh, I don't, I didn't settle. Mm -hmm. I think I had a lot of guys tell me that my personality was too strong for them because I knew what I was willing to deal with and what I wasn't going to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have ran into some clowns and continue to run into clowns. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like I told you, they always say that I'm too sweet and too nurturing. And I'm like... Okay, well, then what are they looking for? A bitch. Excuse my language. Yes, oh, I cursed in front of my mom. Bash them? <laughs> I don't know. Or somebody that's going to bash them or whatever? I don't know. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and then I had one who always said he didn't, he didn't think he was that attractive. And I'm like telling him, giving him words of affirmation and telling him how, you know... I think he looks nice and all this other stuff and, you know, uplifting him. But I guess that won't enough either. I don't know. <laughs> it, it baffles yeah. me. Like I always told you and your sister, you don't chase a man. You let a man chase you. Oh, yeah. And you know your worth. Oh, yeah. And you know what you're willing to put up with. Definitely so. Um, I think I'm going back to being the queen of curve, as I was called a few years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> curving well, dudes. You the prize, baby girl. Oh, I know. You the prize. That's why I'm I'm going to be curving until they show me otherwise, because I don't have time, honey. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Moving along, what does love mean to you? Or what is love to you? Love to me is coming home to someone that's glad to see you. Uh, when you walk in that door, they have that smile on their face, the hugs, just the intimacy. Because it's not always about the physical act. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, just if you just hold me. Yeah. Yep. So you like affection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. What is a recipe? What are recipes for a good marriage? Communication. Trust. And being honest. Yeah. Honesty goes a long way. And I also, yeah, communication is my big one too. I need consistency. Because if you're not consistent, then, ugh, I can't stand that. And then also too, actions speak louder than words. You can say so many things to your blue in the face, but if your actions are not matching up to what you're saying, then it's irrelevant to me. Yeah, that's true too. You're just wasting my time. And so many guys have, or guys that I've dealt with have said so many things, but they weren't showing that. So I'm like, it, would your words mean nothing to me is is lame uh -huh. Uh -huh. and the crazy part about that would be that when i talk to guys i'm always oh so sweet so nice but then when i pop off and you know call them out on their bs that's when we're like oh oh yeah oh oh i'm not as sweet as you think i do have my other side but you provoked it you know so yeah no, I got it plugged up, but you said they were popping off on you. No, I popped off on them. And when I finally did end up popping off and they saw my not so sweet side, they were like, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, because see, when you're quiet, they think that, okay, well, she's a pushover. Mm hmm. But no, don't let the quietness fool you. Exactly. A person can only take so much before they explode or go off. Uh -huh. Nobody have time for that. True. What advice would you give women in the dating field? Use the 90 day rules that Steve Harvey put into place. <laughs> I was just about to ask you Don't about that. Don't give up the cookie so easily. <laughs> Use the 90 day rules. Don't settle for the first thing to call you cute. <laughs> But, Mom, <laughs> what if you wait the 90 days and it's whack? And it's whack? Yes. What if you wait 90 days and then it's whack? You keep it moving. So cut them off after 90 days after I took time to get to know them? Yeah, but you don't really know them in 90 days. You're still in the process of getting to know them. Ugh. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying I've given... It given... work for me. I waited <laughs> six months. Didn't you wait six months to kiss, too? Mm-hmm. OMG. <laughs> I'm not waiting no six months to give a kiss. <laughs> well, I, I would give pecs, but to give a full-on kiss, it was six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I cannot. See, she, I wasn't playing with him. Yeah, she, see, she real old school with it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, I mean, I can. I've done the three month rule with you know, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna play. I, I, I sure hate that uh, A didn't get the uh, the leash didn't get to talk with us. Oh well, maybe she can join us next time, and I'll come up with some other topics. Yeah, she said. She said I'm mad because I like stuff like that. Oh, yeah, she can join us another time. I, I I try to record every week, so she's always welcome to join if she can get in next time. Okay. I'm trying to mix it up this season with different guests and different perspectives, you know, and just switch it up and That's see cool. how it goes. It's cool. I mean, I was kind of nervous at first, but it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. And then, too, it, it helps that it's not like it's on a video because I know the first few times I did it, uh, me and Jay, we were nervous, but <laughs> after a few glasses of wine, we were fine. But I didn't even drink tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> I had thought yeah, about I having a glass. I thought about it, but I was like, no, nah, because I'm on a detox right now. Uh, oh yeah, until at least October 30th or November 13th when I go to my concert. So, mm -hmm. okay, now we're gonna play a little game of how well do you know me. <laughs> This is funny. <laughs> How old was I when I lost my virginity? 
want to say 18. No, I was 17. I was going to say 17. Yep. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I came to you and told you I was going to do it. Remember? Uh-huh. Yep. And what did I say to you? You were like, okay, you be safe. And then you took me to get birth control. That was when the year before, and then me and him didn't even do anything for a whole year. I was on birth control for a whole entire year. I remember I told you, I said, I, I don't condone it, but just make sure you be safe. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, I was on that birth control for a whole entire year before I even ever did anything with him. <laughs> and I didn't even like, I didn't like it back then. So he would have to beg for me for us to do it. So I was paranoid. I don't, I know. I just yeah. wasn't into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Let me see. What is another one? What was my first job? <laughs> Do you remember? You were asking me. What was my first job? Your first job? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it working at the CDC? No, it was working at the Christian Day School. Remember my friend V got me a job because she was working there? Oh, that was in that was in Havelock? Mm-mm. It was in the beach. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and from there you went to CDC. Yeah, I went. Well, I remember I worked at that one child care um when we were in North Carolina, the Oh yeah, yeah. That I couldn't stand. <laughs> that's the job. That's the job that I went home on my lunch break and never came back. I never went back. <laughs> I I cannot believe I did that, but I was so fed up with that place, and and I really didn't have to work at the time because I was married, you know, to uh-huh. their to their dad or whatever, to my girl's dad. For those who don't know. So, yeah, that job was getting on my nerves. The boss was getting on my nerves. Everything was getting on my nerves. I'm like, I don't have to do this crap. So, went home on my lunch break. I wasn't going to call them and give them a courtesy, but I called back and was like, hey, this is Nastasha. I'm just letting you know I won't be returning back from my lunch break. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so you don't have to be sorry. And then I had to go pick. Me. If I could do that. And I've been thinking about doing it like at the end of my day and say, here, here, I'm sorry, but expect it immediately. I would not be back. Uh, no. Oh my gosh. And then it was so awkward because two weeks later I had to go pick up my final check. She didn't even look at me. She handed to me, rolled her eyes and left out the office. I was like, okay, heifer. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't get mad at me because you don't know how to run your organization. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, her loss. Oh, oh my goodness! How would you describe me as a child and as or and growing up? How would you describe me? Quiet. Yeah, I was still quiet um, for the most you part. Didn't give me any trouble. You hear that, y'all? I was an angel, not literally, but yeah. Oh, no, you were no angel. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you just... <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have a lot of problems with you. Okay, so I know the one time I did do something I shouldn't have. <laughs> uh-huh. and I, I'm you so ashamed. I'm ashamed to admit it. Okay, so me and my friend, we would go into the malls, Super Kmart, and like the store called Upton's in the mall, and we would still be in the suits, uh, VHS t- uh, tapes, candy, uh, back then, Hello Kitty, and... Karopi and all that stuff was in um, fashion, so we were still little stuff from there. I was a klepto. I don't know what was wrong with me, and it's not that we. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I we got whatever we wanted, but it was easy, and so we did it, and we well, ended up getting caught. First, I don't heard about all of this. Yeah, um, I got some skeletons in my closet. <laughs> we did it for a long time. Back then, I told you that it was just that one time and we got caught. But no, we were doing it for a while. Well, see, I didn't know about that. I just knew about that one time when the lady called me and was like, Miss So-and-so, we have your daughter, Nastasha, <laughs> here. And I was like, no, I think you had the wrong daughter. 
<laughs> she said no. And I was like, huh? And I said, okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> I got to the mall to the security office. Her and the little girl, they were shaking like leaves. I said, oh, no, don't shake now because you're really going to shake when I get you home. <laughs> and what's so funny is they had a car parked full of candy. <laughs> so I don't know why she took the candy. I did it because it was easy and we could get away with it. And it wasn't even that we needed to stop. I don't know what my issue was. But let me tell you, after we got caught that time, I never did that mess again. We got banned from the mall for an entire year. Uh, sure I was scared to death. That was my last time that I ever did that. I was 11. I have never done that because I've always been afraid. I was like, I'm not doing anything that's going to interrupt my freedom. <laughs> Because I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. I, and I always tell my kids the same thing. I said, don't ever do that. I said, because you will go to jail and I don't want them to be silly like I was and do nothing stupid. So they were like, we would never do that. I was like, please don't. They see, don't, they don't yeah, know I about that story. on the phone laughing when I was like, uh-uh, you sure you don't have the wrong door? <laughs> <laughs> because they couldn't believe I did, I did that. And I just knew I was going to get my tail whooped when we got home. But guess what? I did not. I just got talked to. And my dad told me he was disappointed in me over the phone. And I cried and felt so guilty and awful. Like I said, I never did it again. <laughs> I have a lot. I look, I got some other stuff to tell you. So me and me and my friend Jay, boy, Jay, Jarrett, <laughs> we used to take Nikki or take my sister's car and go joy, joy riding in it. <laughs> Nah, Dad, I didn't know about that. <laughs> she would let Where us. Would she be at? She would let us drop her off at work, and we would go joyriding in her car. So he knew how to drive. We both did. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I did some stuff. I think I was more quiet with my stuff than um, my sister. Yeah. All right, she I think so, she got caught. That's why I'm learning about stuff I hadn't heard about. <laughs> and I used to sneak my little boyfriend in the house too. <laughs> Which one was that? William. Well, see, I ain't know about that either. I swear I told you that story. There was one time. would I be? You were at work. Huh? You were at work. What time of day this would be? (laughs) He would come over right after school, got out, and then make sure he was gone before you got home. Oh, was this working when I was at dialysis or nursing home? I think you were working 3 to 11 at that time. 3 to 11? <laughs> yep, and I will put um my nephew down for a nap. <laughs> this one we live don't kill him? Yep. Oh, I, I, I was working at Miss Paula over at Miss uh, Miss Lady House with a, you know, when I used to do her husband, mm-hmm. take care of her husband. Yep. Miss Neely. Oh, and the kicker is one time you came home from work early and I didn't know. So I hid him in the downstairs bathroom until you went upstairs and got in the shower and then snuck him out the back door. <laughs> wow, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the angel like you made out to be. <laughs> I'm like, I hope my kids never do no mess like this. <laughs> how about the last podcast episode that I did with them? I asked them the question. I said, is there anything about me that y'all would like to know? So they started giggling and Jay whispered something in um, Lissa's ear. And I'm like, what are you saying? They were like, no, you probably wouldn't tell us anyway. <laughs> so then I figured out what it was. They wanted to know how old I was when I lost my virginity. And I was like, I'm not telling y'all that until you're grown and out of my house. And then Jay was like, we always wanted to know. We were just curious. I was like, well, don't do that until you're uh, married and grown and all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, exactly. we don't want to have a oopsies. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember what I wanted to be when I was growing up? Uh, no, not really. 
Okay, so the first thing I wanted to be growing up was a journalist because I used to love writing short stories and poetry. Yep. But then I thought about it and I was like, "Mm, I'm not really sure. And then I switched over to computers, but then that later turned into working with children. So I, I have been all over the place, but I still think my heart is in computers. So yeah, I, I think you will make a great IT specialist. Yeah. So there might be a switcheroo in my future, honestly. But, it's not too late to go back and do that. Oh, not at all. I was just having a conversation with a coworker about that um, like a week ago. I was like, I know people who went back to school in their 40s and 50s. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm going to go ahead and look into it, too. Oh, yeah, definitely should. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this on, episode on up. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners, Mom? Um, closing thoughts. Yeah, anything. Um, just get out, you know, enjoy life. Spend time with your loved ones. Let them know that you love them because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Especially with the way the world is now and this pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just love each other. Oh, yeah. And for me, I was going to say is, um, don't think that you have to always be available to people. It's okay for you to need time for yourself and not be always being the fixer or the one that everyone runs to. Sometimes you have to take a mental break and take time for yourself, even if that means taking a few days off of work to get your mind right because um trust me I've been there and yeah it's that mental mental health is much needed it sure is make sure you take care of your mental health yep but till next time yeah till next time this is Nastasha and this is mocha <laughs> oh gosh I cannot wear her in this mocha y'all <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, like, and follow our Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook accounts at Melanin Rhapsody Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey!